Um, now, I've got to, at this point, talk about two complications in this, which some of you are probably thinking about already. Number one, how do you reduplicate the front if it begins with a vowel? Because you can't just do, like for ago, you can't just go ah, eh, ah, or something like that, right? I mean, hiatus is not, it's not going to let them do that. So, what happens with a verb like ago? Instead of going this, which would be ridiculous, Greek would never do that. They simply do the equivalent of augmenting. So they augment the front, lengthen the front vowel, and that, now listen to this very carefully, this is important. They augment the front, and that is not an augment, it is actually a modification of the stem. Now what do I mean by that? I mean that that never goes off. That's the stem modification. So you want to see a participle for that? It would be as follows. Eggmenus. See, I don't do something like, oh, you take off the augment when you do a participle or something. Oh, no, no, that's not an augment. It is just a method of reduplication. So let me summarize this point. If the verb begins with a vowel, like a kuo, then that alpha is going to turn into an eta. And omicron will turn into an omega. And epsilon would turn into an eta. So this is the first of these modifications. If the verb begins with a vowel, it's going to have an augment style modification, OK? Yep, exactly. Follows the same rules as augmenting. Yep. Hoy Risco, Hoy Run, they just stay the same. Yeah, yeah, they just stay. All right, and then here's the second thing. Now, here's the part Kefi's not going to like. You'll notice that I have studiously avoided any verbs that are consonantal stem verbs, like blepo, okay, dioko. But I was talking about verbs like therapoi, o, li, o, aku, o, and so on. What happens when you have a verb that has a consonant at the end of the stem? This is dirty. Because adjusting has got to go on. Let's take ago.
Remember, I'm putting the endings right on. Okay, I'm putting the endings right on. Egmai, egsai, egtai, egmatha, egtha, egntai. Now there's obviously problems here. All right, this is a guttural. Gamma is a guttural. G, k, and h. These, those consonants. See, right there. We've got one of those right there. Well, Rob, what do you think will happen here? Like when you add a future. Mm -hmm. Like when you add a future. Ixai. Here, tau, remember our chart? Let's put our chart up here. Remember our chart where we had k, g, k, and double sigma, p, b, f, uh, no, uh, we need, uh, yeah, no, that's right, and p tau, and then t, d, th, and zeta. Okay? These are gutturals, labials, and dentals. Now, What happens is these start to assimilate in just exactly the way we, um, uh, we had, as you said, when we did the future and the other things. Now, what do you think might happen here? No. No. It actually... Because tau is a voiceless, it attracts the equivalent voiceless guttural, and you get that, iktai. See, in other words, it, this is here, so it goes with that one like this, iktai. The gamma has a mu with it. That's fine. Mm is voiced. G is voiced. It stays. Whatever happens here happens there. Agmatha. That's fine. Uh, what about that? No. Here's what happens. Sigma is between two consonants. Sigma between two consonants elides. Now what? All right, and this is hopeless. So what they do for that is use, Bill, what we were talking about, the paraphrastic construction, and you get ag, menoi, and now you've got to use the plural because it's third plural, isin, and that would mean r, r, Led, R driven. 
are driven. So they must use the participle and the verb to be. There's no way around it because you can't pronounce it any other way. No, I didn't think you would. Now, would you all take a look at page 170. Open your books to page 170. And at the very foot of the page of 170, and at the top of the next page, 171, you see what happens with gutturals, labials, and dentals. I just went through the gutturals for you at the bottom of 170, from proso, peprogmi, peproxi, peproctai, peprogmatha, peprochthe, and now, we've get, now we get the participle, peprogmenoi, with the isin are done. <clears throat> Top of the next page. The labials and the dentals. Now I'll come back and talk about those, but these are for identification purposes only. In other words, I'm not going to be asking you to reproduce a labial second person plural or something. First of all, it just doesn't occur very much. So uh, this is just so you can see what those look like. Now, now, one last thing on this. Sometimes, sometimes, the stem is not predictable. Take a look on page 170 at example 12 toward the top. Estramai is different from strephal. Estramai. That alphas come in there. The labial goes to mu before mu. And it's got an unusual thing at the front, estramai. It didn't do sestramai. So that's what that would look like. As a result, the, this is the perfect passive, is the fifth principal part. The perfect active, which we're sk skipping temporarily till tomorrow, is the fourth principal part. This is principal part number five. Five. And we need it because there are some irregulars. Now, I'd like you to flip ahead to page 173. On page 173, we have at the top the irregular fourth and fifth principal parts of the verbs we have already met. I want you to notice in the fourth column, there is a form for every single one of those verbs. However, in the fifth principal part column, a whole bunch of them have regs in them. Now what does that mean? That means it's regular. You can make it off of principal part number one. As a matter of fact, principal part four, the perfect active, which we're getting for tomorrow, is really one of the more problematical principal parts and the chief reason why a verb gets a small r in the vocabulary. Five is normally not that big a problem. So you can see 
especially at the top there, in about the first 10 or so, most of them are regular. Most of them are regular. And um, others, I've got to give them to you. If I've got to give them to you, I've got to put them there on the sheet. Uh, you know, it's a good example of an, an irregular uh, fourth principle part. Take a cool, the second one. Now, that reduplication on the front, the eta, that's okay. But where did the sigma come from? In other words, why isn't this akumai? I don't know. Some S came in there. What? It is. Natural development of the Greek language. And that S in there must indicate that there was originally a sigma in a kuo or something like this because in our English word, we ha it's acoustic. It's not acoustic. So that S in there, that's why the sixth principal part is acousthane, not acouthane. So that is a little bit unusual, and so I've simply got to give you that principal part. And there are other principal parts there as well. 